Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more with your hosts, Brent Radlinski and Dave Van Robes. Listen in as we talk everything happening in the world of sports from a beer drinker's perspective. It's just like sitting in the sports bar, but with your pants off. Sports, beer, and shenanigans. So sit back, grab a few beer, and let's get into it. The 1420 Sports Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Monday, April the 4th, 2022, show 191. Dave, man, we've been doing this a long time. Uh, Saturday night, Dave, I sat in the hotel here in Medicine Hat, tuned in wire to wire to watch that Duke, North Carolina game. I like the ratings were really high in the States, a huge game. It's crazy to me, Dave, how that game came down to something that all of those kids have been doing since the age of five and every basketball game comes down to it, shooting free throws and a couple of free throws missed by Duke lost that game for them. There's obviously some outliers that the offensive rebounds, everything else, but it's crazy to me how professional, which is not professional, but college basketball players can miss those shots. I get, I get how your butthole clenches up a little bit in, in, in a pressure situation like that, but man, for a game of that magnitude to come down to a couple of missed free throws, the way that the, the tide turned because of some missed free throws, it still boggles my mind that they miss as often as they do. It's, it's what it is, right? Like it's, it'll never be perfect. And, and it's the thing my takeaway from that game is watching it. It, it, it looked to me like Duke was a better team. Duke. I think Duke, I'll still say Duke's a better team. North Carolina just was more timely and the offensive rebounds, like whatever happened to boxing out and there where this, the, the championship game is going on as we, as we're talking right now. Same thing, like box out. The fact that uh, Carolina has, has won that game against Duke and, and the way they're dominating this game against Kansas, their dominance on the glass, specifically the offensive boards, 
when a team gets offensive boards, that's just demoralizing for a team. When they're getting two to your one, it it's it's a lot harder to uh, to mount comebacks and go on runs when when the other team is controlling the ball and just shooting until they score. And that's what that's what uh, Carolina is doing, especially that uh, that big guy Bocut Bocut. Sounds right. Yeah, Bo-cut. he's a big, big, big man. Jeez. He just tied David Robinson for most triple, uh, most double doubles in a year in NCAA history. So that, that shows you what a, what an effective player he is. He is. And, uh, but he's dominating on the glass and, and box out, hit free throws and box out. Those are two things you can control because the other team has nothing to do with your success rate on either one of those. I guess just the size factor of that guy makes a big difference, right? Like if you've got an NCAA team like at all levels, if you've got a guy who's just dominant, it helps you a ton. Anyways, Dave, last night, yesterday I got to, did, uh, was in Lethbridge, was umpiring some baseball. Uh, I actually then went for a couple of beers after the game with the guys and then uh, tuned into the Grammys, Dave. Did you watch the Grammys at all last night? I didn't even think about it. I did not. Deanne's what's, a big fan what's of your talk. highlight? <laughs> um, the highlight for me of the Grammys was Lenny Kravitz coming out. I don't know. There was this artist named Her, H dot E dot R, R, sorry, Her. I don't know what song she sang, but she was out there with Lenny Kravitz doing Are You Gonna Go My Way? And that's right up my, my wheelhouse, 1992, 93 kind of deal. Lenny's one cool motherfucker. Like I couldn't pull that off. What he's what the stuff that he wears and the glasses he wears. But man, it was pretty cool. Like Lenny came out singing. He looked good. Uh, as he looked the exact same thing he did back in '93. Um, the rest of it was a bit different, to say the least. Like I, it's a lot of, it's odd. It's the Grammy. It, the, Award shows are odd, but the Grammys, they take, took it to a whole new level yesterday, and they were trying to Ukraine and things and stuff. I I don't know. It was entertaining enough if it was just the music, but the visuals left kind of a, uh, I don't want to say, a, a, yeah, a bit of a sour spot in my mouth, I guess. Well, good for you. Like, <laughs> I don't I have no, no bitter taste in my mouth. I didn't read anything about it i didn't hear anything about it i will agree with you though that lenny kravitz does kick a ton of ass i i always like that guy that's one cool cucumber didn't he grow up with slash in in uh in hollywood Did, like i believe i believe they went they to were high school schoolmates together. together and they got in trouble because their mom was on like mom was a teacher or a makeup artist the other one was an actress something 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 fairfax high school in in, in la the real uh, Beverly Hills 90210. The actual Beverly, the actual Hollywood high schools. Yeah. Yeah. I think Lenny's mom was uh, an actress on the Jefferson, if I if I recall correctly. Yeah. But we could be speaking I don't, completely out of our ass, but I think you're right. Like there was something that Lenny Kravitz and Slash were schoolmates. Could you imagine that classroom? Jesus. Fuck me, man. Yeah. That's a lot of cool in those two guys. And, you know, you're not, you're, you're born a little bit cool. So there probably was a little bit of I don't care going around. In in that uh, in that science, yeah, I don't class. give a fuck <laughs> about anything here. I'm cool, and that's all I can do. Yeah, crazy. Uh, anyways, the highlights, of the, the not the highlights. I guess the low light, the, the mid light, whatever you want to say it. 
there was something in the sports world that happened on Friday night with the uh, the Phoenix Coyotes and the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. There was some 1990s rough stuff going on. There was some a, a great goal once again. Trevor Zegras scored a uh, the, they call it the Michigan goal behind the net, picked it up, lacrosse style goal, scored scored blah blah blah. Uh, happens more often than not now, so it's kind of not not even a surprise anymore what happens. Still, it's still really cool. It's really it's really skilled. It was not a surprise anymore as much as it was ten years ago. Uh, but then with five minutes left, actually two minutes left, uh, Zegras was uh, poking at the puck. Uh, Beagle was it Chad Beagle? No, what's his name? Uh, Beagle Jay Beagle. From, yeah, Jay, Jay Beagle. Beagle the Jay, Be- yeah. Yeah, Jay Beagle come up, cross-checked Zegers from behind, which is just normal play because Be- uh, Zegers was poking at, yeah. poking at the puck in a 5 nothing game with two with, with two minutes left. Dude, you have enough goals. You're going to win the game. Like, fucking quit it. Get your competition level down is my opinion. Uh, got the cross-check, and then all hell broke loose. Uh, Beagle... Uh, grabbed on to another guy from the uh, Troy Terry from the Ducks and beat the ever. There was a scuffle of the skirmish. Beagle beat the ever living hell out of, out of this Terry guy. His eye was all busted up and everything else. He's fine. He's going to survive. He's, he still has his vision and everything else. I, I probably described it a little bit wrong. Dave, do you think that Beagle was wrong? Do you think that Zegers should shut his yap in the post-game interview? Do, what's your take on, on the, the situation first? And then let's get into what, what Zegers said afterwards. Um, yeah, Beagle was doing his job like that. The cross-check be, uh, to Zegers as he's poking at the puck. In a 5 nothing game is like, you know, that that's, a, that's something you're going to have to, as a goal scorer, you know that cross-check's coming. You're ready for it. Yeah. But then the, the scuffle and, and pounding the shit out of a skilled player when Beagle is not a skilled player, that's bullshit. He just went a little bit spaz there. He's frustrated. It's been a long season. He's getting tired of showed up by, uh, by players with more skill. And he took his frustrations out on that, that Taylor kid and too bad for him, but thank goodness he's fine. And, and he's going to get supplemental discipline. I'm sure he got a game misconduct in a fight. But it, it, that's garbage. It's stuff like like when you go spaz like that, it's it's a bad look. It's a bad look because you're now policing rules that are just in your own head, and and you're doing this out of frustration, not to not to uphold some kind of unwritten code that you don't show up an opponent. I agree with you to the, on the code thing a little bit. I, I get that. Like if it was a bigger dude. Um, we probably wouldn't be talking about it. The, the, the one thing that that uh, that Beagle did wrong was get a smaller smaller guy on the, the end of this on the end of his fist, which was completely wrong because there there is a code in hockey. It's been that way forever. You don't punch someone smaller than you, or size, or or or, or who didn't engage. He just or happened to be there. Happened to yeah. be there. Whatever happened, like you, you watch the videos, everything else. Um, the one thing I didn't like was Zegers' post-game interview. It's like he was telling he was telling on Beagle to the commissioner. I I didn't care for his comments that he should be suspended. What's he doing touching a, a superstar? 
I don't know who Troy Terry is. So to throw the name superstar out there, yes, he was defending the honor of his teammate, but to throw the, the, the word superstar for Troy Terry, I'd never heard of this fucking guy until today. So that's a, that's a pretty lofty name for, for your, for your teammate. Yeah. The kid's got 32 goals. I get it. But for Zegras to kind of be, to say he was almost like he was telling the principal on Jay Beagle, who I heard, I read, I heard today that has only had one other fight in his entire NHL career. And that was back in 2011. So it's not like Beagle goes out looking for this shit. Frustration, like you said, came, came about. And I, I got a hard time with Zegras because he's a great player, highly skilled, but I got a little bit of a hard time with, with him being because even when he played with the world juniors for the U.S. Uh, last year, year before, it was just last year, he seemed like he might have been punched a time or two in his life because he kind of seems a bit, look at me, look at me. <clears throat> I I get that. I get that. But it, it in the postgame, he, I'd imagine – is frustrated out of helplessness. It's it's one of those things where he can't do anything about it to stop a, a bigger guy from wailing on uh, a smaller teammate. Yeah. And maybe he saw himself being hit, could have just as easily been him on the receiving end of those uh, knuckle sandwiches, right? So I understand his frustration. I understand, uh, I, but I don't, I'll never begrudge a, a guy, an athlete, after the game speaking with emotion and and not giving a fuck and just letting it rip. And and he was frustrated. He was mad. And and we both agree it was uncalled for. He probably didn't have to tattle because everybody saw it. We know the commissioner's office is going to see that tape. But I don't have a problem with uh, with calling someone out um, in the heat of the moment and calling their actions Bush because that was Bush League. Like Beagle had no business pounding a guy because you're getting embarrassed and and it's one of those things that we always say if you don't want your opponent to run up the score stop them don't don't get run up do something about it right yeah. it's not their fault they're filling the net uh as the the situation was happening on the ice uh tyson nash ex uh, Kamloops blazer uh ex st louis blue played a uh, good player um he had a, a a decent career with the with who he was um he's now the, the color guy for the phoenix coyotes his son plays for leopard hurricanes he made the basically made the statement uh if you're gonna skill it up and embarrass guys he's, and his, his comment was odd skill it up which you, you're your skilled guys which his son is if you're gonna skill it up you got to expect to get punched i i'm you know, I'm I'm quoting that, but basically, he said, if you're gonna, if you're going to scale it up and embarrass me, you better ex- expect a punch in the face. I wonder if Tyson Nash's comments would have been the same if it was his kid getting punched in the face for skilling it up. Makes you wonder, <clears throat> but what an odd choice of words. Like Tyson Nash, when he was uh, playing, he was your agitator, right? Your huge he agitator. Was- yeah, he was esoteric and with less talent um, and better English. Uh, 
and and he was a mouthpiece and and he got under guy's skin and that's how he dealt and and i don't know if it's jealousy when he sees uh players like zegris doing this um but to say to say essentially if you're going to be a better player than i am i'm going to just punch in the face what do you think of that and that's that's garbage. Like you like, I imagine some people out there are like, Oh, that's old time hockey. That's how you intimidate them. You get in their face. But you know, like at the end of the day, this is a skilled game played by highly skilled players. If you can't keep up, find a new position. I heard from a friend of a friend who knows Tyson Nash that Steve Eiserman, which is the classiest human being to, to what not the class, one of the classic guys ever, ever played the game, hated Tyson Nash, hated him. Because the way he would yip on the ice and everything else, he hated him. And if Eisman doesn't, and, and I'm not speaking out of turn here, like the friend of a friend told me this, like it's, like it's actually a thing. I remember this story. Hi, I'm Tyson Nash. Tyson Nash. Tyson, Tyson Nash. Nash. Yeah. I'm Tyson Nash. So you heard it too, and yeah. so it, it's a thing. So so for Nash to be making these comments, it's a little offside. <clears throat> Dave, but the one thing that that that, that kind of came across the wire last night was because PK Subban. Beat the ever-living tar. I don't even know who the guy was or who they were playing. Um, beat the ever-living tar out of a guy. Got 27 minutes in penalties in one setting. But we haven't heard about it all at, at all because Subban was protecting one of his teammates. It wasn't against a skilled guy. So there's a def. There's a there's definitely a divide with old school, new school hockey. What's right, what's wrong, and everything else. I find it odd that all the all the uh, don't attention, all the attention gets put on a skilled guy getting getting punched, but some guy who just whatever, no one cares. Like well, no one might, cares. If we want to maintain this code, the unwritten rules of hockey. Uh, Beagle broke that by by engaged by by giving a, a, a skill guy no chance, no choice, but to receive the, the the punches. Like he wanted Taylor wanted no part of that after one punch, and he kept raining haymakers on him. Like like he he was wrong. Beagle was wrong. If well, he completely. wanted, right? Like like sure, if he wanted to th- uh, throw a. a a punch or two, but to, 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 to beat him down is wrong. Um, but the code then I'm guessing Subban was fighting somebody that knows how to fight. And, and then that's, that's why that is different. And, and I'll be honest. I, uh, I didn't watch TV last night. I watched no Grammys. I watched no hockey. I didn't watch, I didn't watch sports. So I don't know what, uh, what be, where this is playing, Dave. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I watched uh, my wife and I watched caught up on top chef there in Houston this week, this year, but nonetheless, <laughs> I remember when you were cool. <laughs> well, you know, we can't all be 50 and watch the Grammys. Cause that would have been just, it might as well have been in Greek to me. Yeah. Well, it was very Greek to me too, as well. Anyways, then it got onto TV and uh, Jennifer Botterill, she, and, and uh, Kevin Bieksa, they got into it a little bit about there should be a suspension no matter what. Botterill said there should have been a suspension because we don't need this in the game. BX has said, well, you know what? If if there was a tough guy on Anaheim, this might not have happened. I agree. And then I heard another thing on, on the radio today that you put 50 grown men on the ice on a, on a 200 by 85 playing surface. Tempers are going to flip. And it, it's not like they, this used to happen every night of the week when we were growing up. And it was really bad in the 70s when before we were, you know, watching sports. It's calmed down 3,000-fold than, than it was even 10 years ago. But when you put 50 guys on the ice, it's only a matter of time before something happens. Yeah, if there's body contact, there's going to be pushing or shoving sooner or later, period. Like, and, and also, if you're keeping score, there's going to be a fight. There's going to be a verbal fight. And, and it's going to get it, – it has a chance to get violent at any time. I think a lot of these skilled players, though, too, because like, even back in the day, you know, there's that famous picture of uh, Iguala and Le Cavalier fighting, right? Like two highly va- valuable goal-scoring people. Chuck and Captain, Knuckles. Captains or teams. Yes. I think now that the, the, the leaders of their team, they aren't, they're so valuable that they're, they're, they're afraid to fight for breaking their hand, right? Like McKinnon just had, he had to miss two games for sticking up for a teammate and, yeah. and getting in a fight. And, and, and they, everybody applauds the fact that he was sticking up for a teammate and, and willing to uh, willing to throw, but you're not, that's not what you're here for a big boy. Like you, we need, we need those mitts in the gloves scoring goals. I think the blowhards need to actually just cool a little bit that, that we got to get it out of the game. But if you had guys on the ice that could tame things down a little bit, it might help. It get it out of the game actually. Does that make you any know, sense? I, oh no, I, I completely agree with that argument. Um, and and I and it makes complete sense to me. But then how come there is no fighting in the playoffs? Well, you just described a fight in the playoffs between Le Cavalier and again. But no, no, I'm talking about now though. Like that was no, that, that day, I no, I agree with you. I I agree with you. I, I agree with you on, on that point. Why is no fighting in the playoffs? Because it hurts the team more. And those guys and guys on both sides don't play, and they 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 get down to two lines in the playoffs, and they don't play four lines because they're they're more rest. Like there's 
the, the regular season could be so long. Uh, I, I, I agree with you on, on that point for sure. I, I had to have a laugh with the same point. Timo Solani showed a picture of this, uh, this Terry kid with his face all busted up. And he sent a tweet out to um, Ty Domi saying, we need a Ty Domi on the ducks because Solani still works with ducks as an ambassador. We need a guy like Ty Domi on the ducks. Now, if Timo Solani is saying this, because Timo scored his 76 goals as, as a rookie with the Jets, with Ty Domi protecting him. Like it's even Wayne Gretzky got in a scrap, you know, mm-hmm. like, and I, I just think you can't, if you take it completely out of the game, you're going to have more problems. Yeah. And, it, and it's a balancing act and I understand. And you know, an organic fight is a great thing. It's even back in the day with, with like Probert and Domi and, and uh, there's someone that, Craig Cox and Probert fought, and yeah, had, it became too much pageantry, right? Like you know, it was WrestleMania. They, it was it yeah WWF. when they when they dropped the puck, and then the guys just square off, drop for the sake of fighting. Yeah. yeah, and then now they're, now they're just fighting for the sake of fighting. It has nothing to do with the game. It's not organic. There was no ill will. It's just like, hey, let's let's have a fight, and that's you know that doesn't do anything for me as a fan. Like, sure, I'm gonna watch, but I'm not buying a ticket for that. I, uh, Dave, the one thing that like you said about, uh, Beagle's emotions ran high. And the one thing that, that doesn't get, um, talked about enough is cause there's a lot of chirping on the ice. There's a lot of beacon and these guys, they, they can talk the talk and they, they can, there's, there's jabs here and there on the ice. Nobody, nobody knows what was said. Um, and I'll say it, I'll, I'll say it. A guy like Zegras, to me, seems like he could probably be a little bit of a prick on the ice and, and chirping about things and how good he is and everything else. Highly skilled player, think he's great. But we don't know what goes on on the ice. We don't. We don't see it. Like, I, I know, when, like, when I played a thousand years ago, um, beaking was a thing and frustration would take over. You got a five and you're losing five nothing. It wouldn't take much for fucking some little prick to say something. You, I'm going to punch you in the face. I'm going to slash you across the back of the head. That's how it was 30 years ago. It's different now. I think before we start throwing a lot of daggers at Beagle, we need to hear the third side of the story. I hear, I hear you. And guys that are mouthpieces, especially cocky skilled guys who you know you're never going to be able to get your hands on to uh to shut them up the the old school way yeah i i i understand but then you're also a professional and you got to know you got to keep it under control a little bit because you know at the end of the day i think this this beagle beating up this taylor kid is is a bad look for for beagle it's a bad look for the nhl um I'm all for it. Uh, like I said, I'm all for an organic, organic tilt. I'm all for um, sticking up for teams after, after cheap hits. And that's another thing that kind of pisses me off too. Like, like if one of your team mate gets line, uh, laid out with a, with an open ice, clean hip check. And now the hip checker has to fucking. I don't get guy, that. I don't understand it. And, 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 that, and that's the only time that there's actually fights now. Yeah. You other know, than, you have other to than fight. Friday night. Yeah. But now a clean a guy gets laid out, gets hammered because he's head down, crossing center ice, 
do the Scott Stevens, and now he's got to fight. What did I do wrong? I hit a guy completely clean. Now I got to fight that guy. I got to fight a tougher guy than the guy I just fucking laid out, right? Like, no, like that's that's garbage. Yeah, I don't and, get that. And and so it, and at least it's, I think, <clears throat> I think fighting's. People don't know when to fight anymore because it's not the same thing where you fight at the drop of the hat. You would fight just because you're fighting. Like, I'm fighting that guy tonight. I don't know when. We might as well get this over with. We're going to fight sooner or later, so let's fight now. That part's gone. But, like, now then, when do we fight? You know? Like, I I, I can understand, like, wanting the natural reaction when you see one of your players get lit up with a a hit. You're not thinking, was that clean or not? You're just seeing your your teammate... uh, fucking doing the chicken on the ice so you're you're well, mad a lot of times they're not even they're not even doing the chicken they're just they got a hit and they're down yeah i don't i i don't get it yeah neither do i Dave, like fighting basically fighting is out of the game it is it's out of the ohl it's out of whl pretty much you don't you, you go to a hurricanes game or a tigers game or what you don't see fights anymore uh it's basically out of the nhl now there isn't many fights ever I mean, we're talking about this for it's a one-off now. At what point is body contact going to be out of the game? I don't think you can ever take body contact out of the game. I just don't. Um, the the hit. I don't. I don't think. It, I, I think it's in our lifetime. I, I really do. I don't know how you, I don't, I don't know how you can like those, those men are too big and fast to not hit each other. Right. Um, Then, and and they've done a lot different. The open ice hits are a lot different than they were 15, 20 years ago. And I believe that is for player safety. I believe these, the, the hits are trying to clamp down on, even though they were completely clean and predatory hits, right. You, You have to think about, all these players are essentially on the same team. They're on the same union. They're playing for each other, like not playing for each other. They're playing. They're just, they're just people working, getting paid a high. And, and you're, you, you shouldn't have to, the game's dangerous and fast enough and injuries are going to happen without people taking cheap shots at you. And so I think the NHL has done a good job of, of trying to cut down on these head injuries trying to cut down on these super high collision high speed collisions because that can that can really fuck a person up for a long time and they don't want to see that and and it's it's a tough it's a tough um game to police i think more than anything to cut down on this they should actually switch to european ice because it's just one of those things where um the people that developed this game and set the parameters of this, of this game we call hockey never envisioned the players being this fast and the equipment being this good um, that they can shoot and skate and, and be physical specimens that, that, that can move at such speed. I, I think you're going to see a day, Dave, in, like in the next 25, 30 years, you know, we're getting closer to, we're in the last third of our lives, each of us. So uh, I think you see a point where there, there won't be any body contact. I honestly believe that we like women's hockey. I, I honestly truly believe that. And, and it, it won't even be by, by a ruling. 
it'll just be by the way the game's played. Like you think about what in the seventies, how the game was the eighties and nineties to two thousands, which was fucking to now, to now, I, I think it's just going to just phase itself out. Like the, the pop, okay, I don't know what word to use. I'll call them the powder puffs, I guess, or the new generation, I guess. They just play the game differently. And I think it's actually just going to phase itself out. I actually believe that. It won't be a rule. All Everybody who makes NHL now is highly skilled. You don't see the fucking fourth line grinder. Often. The highly skilled guy is going to be highly skilled, like the fourth line highly skilled guy in Phoenix can't make the, the, the Oilers, right? Like, you know what I'm getting at? Like, it's just, yeah. I just see that it's just going to phase itself out. I, 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 I don't think it's going to be a rule. I just think when I'm 75, 80 years old and I turn on whatever on whatever we're watching 25, 30 years from now, it's just not going to be part of the game. I, be, I, I believe that. Yeah, I, I think I am going to disagree with that because once again, we're getting there. We're going to see the playoffs and then it becomes a much more violent game um, because the intensity is so ratcheted up and it, it drives me nuts. Um, specifically in the third period, the refs swallow their whistles. There's going to be no penalties called. And then that's when it gets chippy and that's when it becomes a different game. And then in the playoffs, even though it, it drives me nuts that the, the refs do swallow the whistle, it's a lot cleaner brand. It's rougher, but I think it's a lot cleaner brand of hockey because uh, the, they're playing for keeps. And, and the playoffs in hockey are different than, than the playoffs in, in, in any other sport. But that's because a game like hockey, you just simply cannot, as a team, as a person, you can't play with that kind of intensity for 82 games. It's just you'd, you'd kill yourself. Uh, Dave, we'll get off the subject quickly here. Uh, on Saturday, night, I think it was, uh, Keith Yandel was stopped his Ironman streak National Hockey League at 989 consecutive games with the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, the Flyers are going nowhere. They're not making the playoffs. Do you think it's a nozzle move by the coaching staff and the management to stop his, uh, his, his Ironman streak at 989? Why not get to a thousand? Call it good. Like, what's it? What's it hurt to let the guy get to eleven games? Eleven games more. Like, what's it? It's a nozzle move or good for the organization to have uh, college kids come up and see what they got for next year. I've kind of gone back and forth on this myself. Um, at first blush, it, it seems to me that it is a total nozzle move, but it's kind of not respecting the streak if he's in there just because he's streaking. Right. Maybe he should That's have good been point. I never thought of that that way, but yeah, maybe he should have been benched 15 years ago. The, 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 the flyers suck like that much. So what was Keith Yandel doing to help the team win earlier on? Like I get it. He's a good guy. And I'm not, I'm not shitting on Keith Yandel whatsoever. This is a hell of an accomplishment. He's had a hell of a career. Um, and this is the record. Like if they would have done it when he was too shy of the record, then, then I would take a total different point. Do a Mike Babcock with uh, Mike Medano. Yeah. Medano. But if he's if he's literally taking the spot, if he's the sixth best, best D-man on Philadelphia, which is a terrible team, why is he really on the ice anyways? Yeah. And then and then it then it, it belittles the accomplishment. So 
I don't know. I don't know the Flyers well enough. All I do know is that their record is awful. They're not um, very good. Yeah. They're 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 terrible, and and they're not going anywhere. And if he is literally not one of the best five D men on the ice, then why are you on the ice? And so and bring and bring some kid up from college or those college contracts coming out right now to so bring them up and see what they got for next year. I, I guess I mean. Keith Yandel's not part of the future of, of the Flyers. You got to see what guys got. I, I get it. It just comes at a shitty time. It, it, it just it just smells. Eventually, well, but it, eventually, all good things must come to an end. Yeah, like and now we're doing it just for the sake of doing it. Why we do? Why is he on there? Like, look at him. Why is he on there? Cal Ripken stopped playing. Exactly. Cal Ripken was a healthy scratch. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 so what do you do? Like, it, it has to end at some time. And and why? Like. Just because like a thousand is an arbitrary number, just it just it just has more zeros. So what's the big deal? You got the record now. Now let's have a sit down. Yeah, beat it, nerd. Anyways, fourteen twenty sports podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. I would have punched the shit out of Zeke if it was me. But you yeah, can't I, catch I him. I was a goal. He'd be in front of me scoring on me. I'd have punched him. So. Oh, you would have been on your ass. You would have been swimming. You can't, you can't punch someone from your stomach. Luongo. <laughs> China Scorpion. You would have had a better chance to hit him in the chin with your blade than you would with your fist. I'd have killed him. I don't think so. <laughs> 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beer of sports talk and a whole lot more. Dave, Thursday morning. She's opening day. New York Yankees, Boston Red Sox. From Yankee Stadium, 161st River Avenue. I'm going to uh, take the day off work to to watch the game. We got a little, uh, we're gonna have a little fiesta at the shack there, uh, back in Lethbridge. Oh, I'm so excited for opening day. It's new beginnings. It's you got a chance, and op- everybody has a chance opening day. Uh, the New York Mets got Jesus. Everyone's telling the Mets to be right there in the National League East to uh, win the division the whole bit. Their owner went out and spent a ton of cash, and they got more to spend. He said he didn't care. what He was a multi-billionaire. Uh, he has $14 billion cash in the bank, and he was going to spend money. They got the bad news last week that Jacob deGrom is out with a, a stress reaction, his throwing shoulder. He's uh, shut down for four weeks, can't throw. So that means by the time he gets an MRI, if everything is okay, he might get to start throwing four weeks from today. That means he's probably another four to five weeks from throwing again. You might see him June 1. That's probably about six starts that, that DeGrom's going to miss. Then they get the bad news that uh, Max Scherzer, he's, he's about as old as me and you are, uh, his hamstring's out. So he's he, he he's questionable for opening day. Dave, man, these pitchers, and we said it last year during baseball season, we'll say it again. It seems to me that no matter what, pitchers get hurt. And you I don't know how an owner, a GM, a manager can get it in these guys' head. You guys gotta fucking cool it. You don't need to throw every pitch a hundred miles an hour. Every slider doesn't need to be 97. Dave, would it be in a manager, coach, GM, would it be in their best interest to show some videos of Greg Maddox back in 1995 
pitching, not throwing, but pitching. I wonder that all the time, or or like if you're if you're a pitcher, a la Greg Maddox, Maddox, sorry, um, do you even get a look, or do you have to throw mid nineties to even have a chance to to make your way up the uh, the through the depth chart and work your way through the minors? Because I don't know because. Like, like fielding, I, there is some good fielders out there. Um, you see them all the time, but like even field, fielding is ground ball pitchers. I don't, you don't see that approach on, on the mound anymore. And maybe, and, and I don't know if analytics is driving this. I don't know if, a, I don't know if a pitcher like Greg Maddox would succeed as in today's game with the, the. He the succeeded in the steroid era. Yeah, like I, I, I don't know, like I don't know, but now like the launch angle and the selective hitting and the, I don't know. I'm not smart enough to, to know exactly how all that works. That's the first I heard you say that. I'm not well, smart enough. I'm going to write this down. I'm going to write this down. On, on, I've said it before. On April 4th, 2022 at 9.05 PM, Dave Ben Roby said, I'm not smart enough. To know how this all works. <laughs> um, but 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 I don't like. You, I don't you, either. Do you see pitchers anymore? Um, it, it's all overpowering, and and I don't know. I I, I just simply don't know. I, I would like to to see um, pitchers approach it that way, like ne- never the same pitch twice. One mile an hour faster, one mile an hour slower, higher in, working the edges of the plate, putting the ball in play, putting the ball in play. Greg Maddox had a, what, a 75-pitch complete game shutout one time? That's unheard of. Guys, you, 75 pitches, you're, they're in the sixth inning. You think about it, Dave, and, and just let, let's forget analytics and all the fucking launch angle, blah, blah, blah. If I'm a manager of a team, I would way rather a one pitch out than a three pitch strikeout and three pitch strikeouts rarely happen. There's only been what 12 immaculate innings in the history of baseball where it's strike, 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 like a nine pitch inning, nine pitch inning. I would rather a three out inning than a nine out or three pitch inning than a nine pitch inning. It makes complete sense. So you go every counts three, two foul ball, this and that. And, then, and the way these guys throw so much, and, and DeGrom has been stated to say, it's not, it's not who I am. I, I, I need to throw as hard as I can all the time. It's what okay. I do. Yeah. Then don't play. Then I'm not paying you because your, your arm is what I'm paying you for. Yes, yeah, but then someone else yeah, is going to. Yeah, but someone else is going to. But the thing is, man, you only have one arm that can do that. Why would you just dis- not destroy it? The human arms aren't meant to do that. So right. And it, every like this maximum effort every pitch. Like he doesn't need to be throwing a hard two and two slider to get out the fucking, especially National League, you know, for the, the universal DH. He doesn't need to be throwing a two-two slider as hard as he can to get out the pitcher from the St. Louis Cardinals. He doesn't. <laughs> You're right. Yes. Yeah, like some some more um, economy of work, right? 
throw it under a hand yeah. so he pops up because the pitcher don't want to hit either. He's yeah. like, all right, I'm, I, I want to go sit down. Groove one, right? He's not going to go yard. Like, just let him pop out. It's 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 one of those things. And, and DeGrom, too, is one of those guys. Of, he's a, a, of a bit of a smaller stature. It's... You know, there's 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 pitchers that have had longer careers being a little bit smaller guy like Pedro and what have you. But, you know, someone like the freak in uh, San Fran, Lincecum and and DeGrom, they're not big men. They're 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 they, they look frail. And when you're whipping that fucking broomstick that hard a hundred times a game, like we say pitch count, but never mind that he, you know, he had 50 pitches to warm up like. And plus warm-up pitches, plus, 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 plus. Uh-huh. So yeah, there's that's a lot of wear and tear on 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 something that doesn't have a lifetime warranty. And when a tendon decides to break, you know, it's once you need to have surgery and what have you, it's it's never gonna be the same. There's scar tissue and then there's warming up. And now you're older and now you don't heal as well. And it's and it's an absolute pleasure to watch Degrom pitch. Like, oh, so good, he's so good. And I like watching that fucking gas come over the plate too. But where's where's the longevity? What's the what's the long term? This gets to my next thing. I was I, I surprised you with this one, Dave. But and I'm glad. This, great segue, by the way. I'm proud of you for not even knowing what I was talking about. <laughs> um, man, I'm getting old. But back when every every Friday night or Saturday with the Jays, Dave Steve would pitch, and then you got to Juan Guzman with the Jays. Like we we only got Jays baseball in Canada like for the longest time. It's all we that's all we got on. I was on CBC forever. Then TSN got, then Sportsnet got, and everything else. So, but every the, the way the rotation worked out, you would see Dave Steve pitch no matter what, and then Juan Guzman every night, and then you you got. And then if you watch on w, WGN or, and then to TBS, Greg Mattis, you would see him pitch. And they were there. It was like clockwork. These guys would pitch every fifth day, no matter what. Is that a problem that baseball has that these, that's one of the reasons why it's not popular anymore or not on the forefront is because all these players are always hurt. So kids can't even grasp onto a kid any, or player anymore because, well, my favorite player is hurt. I'm going to go play PlayStation now. Is that is? I don't I, know. God, how? You know what? Like, because the, 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 be, the, the, the best, the, the best player in the world allegedly is Mike Trout. How many games have you seen Mike Trout play? Can answer answers there. Always yeah. hurt. Yeah, always hurt. He's hurt a lot, and then they're never in the playoffs. He, they, they and made he the plays playoffs the West Coast. One time. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But I don't think – what makes me scratch my head with, is with all the, the training techniques, eating healthy, exercise regimen, personal trainers, personal masseuses, how, not, how are they not – how is this not relating into longer careers and, and fewer injuries, particularly among the pitchers? And once again, I don't know the answer to this, but what I do think it's, it's because these flamethrowers are being rushed through the minors. We, we, they're, they're just throwing that gas. Like if you can throw that gas with movement, 
we're going to take a look at you. And if you can find a second pitch, particularly an off-speed pitch that you can throw for strikes, you're going to run through those majors. Uh, sorry, through the minor leagues, and you're going to be in the in the big leagues probably before you know it. And then you're going to be there, and then you do have a little tweak in your arm. You're not going to tell anybody because you you're a year and a half ago you're in uh, tri-state pigeon munchers uh, <laughs> trying to make the major league uh, roster. And now that, you're on the, the big the, the tri-state pigeon munchers. <laughs> I'd like to see that hat. Oh, that's <laughs> that's got t-shirt material written all over it. Pigeon and, munchers. Oh yeah. And so now because everybody's in such a big hurry to have the next big thing, to next that to have the next nuke Lelouch on their roster. Um When that person does get hurt, there's going to be someone else right close. And and you know what? We're not going to have to pay them $30 million a year because they're still on their first, second contract. So I think the disposability of the major league player might have something to do with it, but I'm just... But they're giving these guys $30 bucks a year. Not the not the kids, not the 22-year-olds, not the right? Jesus Christ. I... And, and like you said, Dave, I don't get it how you like you can't compare him to Nolan Ryan because man, that guy was just a freaking nature. He'd throw every day if he could. He'd throw 150 pitches and everything else. It was it was insane. But you don't know what like it, it seems to me that every major league pitcher right now is half a second away from disaster. With big investments on these guys, it just seems like Okay, there's got to be some kind of change in the way they're thinking. Like Greg Maddox, there's there's times you see Maddox throw baseball, wouldn't break a pane of glass. Yeah, and he he did pretty good. He did he did he did all right, you know. And then and then we you see look, now. You, you look at but you go back to El Presidente, uh, Dennis Martinez, and you look at Earl Hershiser, and they were just average built dudes. Like they weren't they weren't physical specimens at all. And they did pretty well. Like Hershiser had that the scoreless record in or, or in uh, in '88 and one of the World Series champions. Uh, you look at Doc Gooden; he had some issues after after the game, but he wasn't a physical specimen at all. Threw 90 whatever miles an hour back with the Mets in the in the early '80s, and he wasn't a beast by any means. With all the training they have now, and all the the, the technology and all the medical staff. How is this happening that every pit, every single pitcher gets hurt? And, 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 that, and that's not even, that, I'm not even making that up. Every I, pitcher gets hurt. I don't, I don't know. And, and it's frustrating to me. It really is because, you know, they, they don't, it seems like they don't know of all, with all the advancements, they don't know how to make an arm last better or longer. The, they're they're shortening their workload like a complete game is just never happens i would like there was probably more no hitters in complete games in the major leagues last year you're burning out that. all they do is burn outs yeah they, they and, get outs outs yeah. outs outs that's it and it's regardless like irregardless of you know like the count and the thing well okay like we're gonna let him go until this right and then Okay, you're gone. Like we're up six two. No sense pitching two more innings, right? Like just like, take a seat. You're nice, done. 
Whereas back in the day, like, it, I want to finish this game. I want that complete game. But now the complete game stat, like, and, and I and I get it because in the long run, it doesn't matter. A W is a W. I get that. But then now the pitcher himself has never gone past six innings, and now it's the playoffs, and you might need him to go an extra. He's cruising. And now either there's there's arm fatigue because he's not used to going to it or like now if he goes too far like what well, what's he doing in the eighth inning in a four-run lead anyways you now he hurts his arm now the manager has to has to answer questions to that like either there's no winning there's no winning for a manager yeah right like it, when when injuries happen why was he out there because he's a starting fucking pitcher and he was cruising that's why he was and i gave there. him 30 million dollars a year right so That's let's why. let yeah let's let him earn it. Well, if he wasn't in there, yeah, you know what? And if the dog wouldn't stop to take a shit, he would have caught the rabbit. That happens. <laughs> I like that one. You know, I got three things for tonight's show, and that one just made it for the we're gonna end the show. Dog wouldn't stop taking shit, he would ate the rabbit. I'm not smart enough to try state pigeon munchers. munchers. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, Dave, I know I'm excited for Thursday. Uh, opening day is happening, the pitchers, whatever. It's it's uh it happened. Uh, it's 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 crazy to me. We're gonna see injuries all season long. It's gonna be a thing. But uh, whoever the strongest will survive. Uh, we'll talk this more on Thursday, uh, or Wednesday night, sorry, with the uh major league baseball season preview show plus the trivia show with uh, the producer. Uh, if you were to put down 10 bucks on Bodog, who's your World Series champion? At the risk of being a homer, you got to say the Jays, but uh, yeah, let's, I'm going to, I'll be homer on this one. I might change my mind come Thursday, but uh, give me those, those shitty odds on the Toronto Blue Jays because I imagine. There's if it gets to October money. and the Jays are there, are you buying either a Vladdy Guerrero jersey, a hat, a T-shirt, a hoodie? Are 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 you uh, are you going to Jays up a little bit? Maybe. If, I if, shall, okay. No. If your if your son gets into it, oh, he's gonna, already deckled out. Are you going to join? Are you going to join him and, and, and enjoy it? Uh, oh, yeah, I'll watch a game and enjoy it, but I'm not buying a Jays hat or a Jays jersey. I'm not buying any paraphernalia. I might get a keychain. But there, I, I shan't be donning any apparel. Jasper started baseball season tonight, his first practice. Well, what, uh, what jersey is he wearing this year? They are the Dodgers, and he's pretty excited about go. that. Because last year in the two different leagues he played in, he was – uh, Boston in one league and the Astros in the other. So he, he was okay with Boston because he has an uncle that's a big Boston fan. Yeah. But he wasn't too keen on wearing the the, the tainted orange of Houston. Your father-in-law is a Dodger fan. My father-in-law is a Dodger fan. So that's my, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so uh, his grandpa is pretty happy that he's wearing the Dodger blue. Maybe so. you should uh, give Jasper the, uh, the history of the Leopards Dodgers from 1978 to about 1982-83. Andre Dawson, he played in old Lethbridge, Alberta. Steve Sachs. Steve Sachs. I did not know that. Steve Sachs played. I saw Steve Sachs play when my, with my grandfather a thousand years ago. But anyways, opening days on, uh, geez, it's on Thursday. 
1420 Sports Podcast, Orbiter Sports, talking a whole lot more. Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead, or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. The 1420 Sports Podcast, four beer sports, talking a whole lot more, sponsored by SeatGeek and SeatGeek.com. Uh, be sure you get your opening day tickets uh, on the SeatGeek app. And uh, if you already got tickets, get better ones. And uh, use the, the promo code 1420POD. That's 1420POD. And get 20, per, 20 bucks off your first uh, purchase. Dave, um, he, he go on the baseball field. It was a little bit cold yesterday. And I had a great time. I like not need to say I, I had a really good game. I'm not going to pat myself back a little bit. Um, but Dave, there's some things that piss me off. No matter what, I get out in the field and you have it. You're calling it balls and calling strikes and everything else. I hate what pisses me off is when a pitch or, or a batter says inner half of the plate. Yeah, it wasn't the outside half of the plate. Like, it's a fucking strike. I can't stand when the obvious gets questioned, especially by kids, because kids are kind of dumb. That pisses me off when you get questioned about something that's really obvious. And so what do you say? Just, yeah? Yeah, man. Yeah. The inner half of the plate. Well, it wasn't the outside of the plate. So you. Said- that's exactly what I said. Like, the pitch was... It was on the inner half of the plate. It was, so inner half. Yeah, man. Like, so it wasn't you, the out- and that should be your line. So you saw it too. Yeah, it wasn't the outside. wasn't Wasn't high. wasn't like yeah. It's a fucking strike. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it, yeah. So you saw. It. I'm gonna use that next game. I did next next game on the plate, Dave. I'm gonna use that. So you saw the same thing I did. Way to go. <laughs> that pisses me off. Strike one. Don't the other my- way. The other one that pisses me off when the, a pitch isn't a strike and people from the dugout yell, that's a good spot. It wasn't a strike and you're over there and I'm right here. That pisses me off. It's petty, but it pisses me off. Well, you know, and, and you know, you're an official, you're going to get questioned and, and, and that's what it is. You're, My you're ears have real. gotten smaller as I've gotten older. Not physically, but they've gotten smaller as I've gotten older. If you know what I mean. I think your skin just gets thicker. It's just those calluses on your on your feelings. On my soul, yes. On your soul. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, I had an aggravating situation this week as well. I'm I'm hardly a a a, a, a fair weather fan, but it's funny that you mentioned. Uh, would I be wearing um, Blue Jays gear if they decided to make a run? Uh, into October. You will. I will not be wearing Blue Jays gear. But do you know what I want gear of? I want gear of the Canadian men's national soccer team. So I went on and you cannot find a fucking jersey. You can find t-shirts, that's it. You can't find a fucking jersey. No. I and then I I was ready to write a letter. 
and then I actually went and did a. <laughs> I went on on and and did some sleuthing. Dave, you're here, not man. smart enough. You just said you can't write a letter. Well, I'm not smart enough to know uh, about the the treatment of pitchers and and how they. But uh, smart enough to write a letter. I. I well, I'm sorry. definitely smart enough. Like I was, I I spent 20 minutes begging for them to take my money, and they they refused to take my money. No, not in stock. Not as they. Not only is it not in stock, they don't even have the fucking product. So I went and looked online. So Fan Addicts signed a, an exclusive deal with Canada Men's Soccer last year, and they don't have fucking product. I don't get it. Like. Take my money. Like I could find some old jerseys on eBay, but I'm not going to do that. And then it, so that. Why do they not have the, jerseys? Strike when the iron's hot. I have no clue, no explanation. You can get t-shirts. And you know what? Even though I was like, ah, fuck, maybe I'll just get a t-shirt. Didn't have one in my, the only one they had in my size was a black one. I want Actually, a red one. Dave, at Christmas time, I was going to get uh, McKinley the uh jimmy sister sound guy's sister a uh, christine sinclair because she's a soccer player get her sister christine sinclair uh team canada jersey went over to sport check nothing like not not and i, I would have got it the, the print on the back uh, everything else uh, but nothing they didn't have jerseys i'm like okay soccer in canada is huge right now you got the world cup team you got the olympic champion team what the that pissed me off that pisses me off too take my money here take my I'm money i'm offering to give you money and then what like i the, this doesn't this didn't sneak up on them right the 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 men were doing the women won the olympics last summer and the men were well on their way to qualifying for here. the world cup and like you can't make a couple jerseys in 8 months Fuck. Inexcusable. Inexcusable. Put them online. You don't even have to ship them to the store. Just ship it right to my house and charge you me that nineteen ninety five. It's insane. I, it's insane. I, I simply don't understand that. And that pisses me. When I'm willing to spend money and you won't take it, that pisses me off. <laughs> Fuck. Here's my money. No. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but you know what? You're going to get it anyways, but it's going to be begrudgingly. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to fucking put in the rating. This would have been way better four months ago, motherfucker. Dave, I, I really, really, like, you've been threatening to write a letter for a long time to, like, a Leverage Bulls about their hats and you and you becoming the the the, uh, the program salesman, uh, jersey sales. You've been threatening to write a letter for a long time. I really want you to follow through for the four, just for 14, 20 podcast sake. I really want you to follow through with one of these letters. We say a lot of stuff on this show that we don't fall through with we don't but i'd like to just once write one of these letters a scathing a scathing letter to something you're pissed off about not an email pen to paper pen to paper buy a stamp buy a stamp licking the envelope walk down to london road market put it in the mailbox buy a stamp put it in the mailbox and hope somebody reads it and then we'll see I might even do it in cursive. Do you think, Dave, that a, a letter might get more response than an email? I believe if they, someone receives a letter now, that's going to be like, what's this cranky old fuck want now? Because <laughs> no one writes a letter. Especially write a letter. I, I want to see a, a letter. Okay. 
you know what? Which one's going to be about? Well, we got to pick a topic that's actually going to get my pen to paper. Um, I won't do it for Fanatics or Canada Soccer, whoever. I went to four different websites, the official, the official dealers. You know what? As far as products concerned, I'm the fucking official dealer of jerseys because I'm selling as many as them right now. That's a, that's a valid point. <laughs> that's a very valid point. I'll find something like it might be like finally like I, I want to buy Lethbridge Bulls gear, but I think their fucking logos are just the worst. I don't like them at all. They're yeah. fine for my son, but they, you know, that stylized L. You got to squint to even know what it means. It's different. It's, it's bad. different. Yeah. A logo should be identifiable and easy to read. Dave, we'll talk a little bit more on Thursday with the, the Major League Baseball uh, preview show and then the trivia show. But have you uh, had a chance to check out the Savannah Bananas a little bit and see what's going on there? <laughs> uh, we'll talk about a little bit more on Thursday or Wednesday, sorry. But uh, that Savannah Bananas, they're, they're Harlem Globetrotters of the, of the baseball world. They play in the in the uh, Coastal Plains Baseball League where they have the regular team. Like it's a, it's a college uh, baseball wood bat league. But then they have their traveling team that goes from town to town and plays, uh, and they have banana rules. Have you had a chance to see it on Twitter, uh, on the internet, everything else, about the Savannah Bananas, and what's your thoughts? I have seen a little bit. So my understanding is, like, it's a traveling team, right? Like, it's it, the team, the Savannah Bananas that I've been watching clearly are not playing for, for standings. They're playing for like you said, the Harlem Globetrotters to put a little bit of joy. Like it's a, and it looks like fun. It looks like they're not taking themselves too seriously. It looks like it's, it's something that they, um, they're just having fun and being a little bit goofy with the game of baseball and, and showing that you can have fun. It doesn't have to be all sitting and pissing and moaning and, and uh. get back in the box and let's go. So it's, I like it. I have to do a little bit more reading of it. Like I'm going to be busy tomorrow with uh, my major league homework and then watching Savannah Bananas. But, you know, at first blush. Just the name I, Savannah Bananas. I like I, it. I love yeah. it. And, and those, those neon yellow uniforms they wear. Yes. They have a couple of different jerseys. The merchandising is great. It's, it's good. It, it, it puts a smile on my face. And I think that's good to make, to make fans of, of the game and put asses in the seats, especially for the young people um, to, to, to come to the game and to laugh and, and have a good time being a fan and being, being there in the, um, Oh, Kansas is going to win the national championship. Yeah. They came back. They, uh, they, they came back 72, 69 with 4.2 left uh, Kansas. They, they looked at, like they were down and out after the first half, but then they stormed back. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's over. Good for Kansas. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I, like, I'm, I was cheering for, like, I, I remember I was a Kansas fan back in the day with um, Danny, Danny Manning. Danny Ferry. Danny Manning, yeah. Danny Manning. And then I also, there was that team that lost, I think, to Duke with Kurt Heinrich and Collison. That was a fun team, too. And that was uh, when um, Roy Williams was coaching them. But uh, yeah, good for Kansas. I, like I said, I, I was actually, I was always, I always liked Kansas kind of as a, one of those big programs, but I'm not a Carolina fan. So I'm kind of glad Carolina. I'm lost. glad North Carolina. I'm a, I'm a Dukie. And uh, back to the Christian Leitner days, I'm a Dukie. And I'm glad Carolina lost. 
I'm really yeah. good. Carolina loss. I might have a beer just to celebrate this one. Yeah, me too. Uh, Savannah Bananas, there's one thing I saw that was really actually quite, kind of fun, that if there's a foul ball in the stands and the fan catches it, it counts as an out. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> I think I think it's I think it's so there, there, we'll get some other stuff. I think get people involved in the game. It's purest form baseball is fun. Uh-huh. And then and it, then being quirky and, and it's having un, fun with it. And it's and... unpurest form, which is happening a lot. We'll get into this in another show. It's a bit of a drag. Mm-hmm. And baseball seems to be in a bit of a drag right now. Like I, I umpire baseball and I, I'm a dork and I love, I love the game, but it seems to me in it, it's, there's a lot of unpurest form right now compared to its purest form. And anything, any sport, any activity that takes itself, itself too seriously, they really manage to suck the fun out of it. And, that's, and base, baseball does that a lot. Baseball takes itself way too fucking seriously. A lot. Like, mm-hmm. It's a lot at every level. Dave, I got one more question for you. If you could never hear one more song again in your life, 1985 to now, what would it be? A different junctures of my life it has been different songs god i i I never want to hear anything by heart again there and i like that one i know but she knew it i've shit on that group before um i never want to hear lady antebellum whatever crap they sing i can't stand that group either One's not really jumping to mind anymore. Like I, I can't give you a particular one. What's 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 on the tip of your tongue? Lover boy. Don't stop believing. No, oh no, oh, lover boy. That's sorry. That's journey. My bad. <laughs> lover boy, working for the weekend. I I'm good. Like I don't need to hear that fucking cowbell. Like the whole thing. It's just I'm fucked. Every radio station, no matter what genre you got. For some reason, you turn and that so I fucking I'm I'm good. Never again. Yeah, I'll give you that one, even though it is classic Canadian rock. I'll, I'll there's better that. Canadian classic rock. That one is just like I'm good, man. I I don't I don't hide one's not popping into mind, and I'm sorry because I am watching that Kansas guy just stepped out of bounds. So. It's the over. game's not. I think it's over too, but don't jinx it. So it's, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm having a, problems con- concentrating. There might be a miraculous shot. Anyways, Wednesday night, day and day, we're gonna do the uh, Major League Baseball preview show. Then uh, you and the producer Deanne are gonna do some uh, 1420 trivia. We'll get that thing all riled up again. Into you're uh, undefeated so far. Uh, we called the last one tie, but we kind of cheated a little bit. So you're uh, you're undefeated thus far. Uh, we'll get that uh, rolling again. Anyways, big week. Major League Baseball starting on Thursday. 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beer sports talking a whole lot more. Take care of each other. More important, take care of yourself. Community around. Keep your stick on the ice. And what else, Dave? Don't swing at high pitches, Jimmy. Go Kansas. Congratulations, Jayhawks. There you go. Free parking.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 